What's poppin'? It's Sebastian. It's Michael. And welcome to Get In. As a reminder, now on Wednesdays we're doing sports, and on Saturdays we're doing entertainment. So today we're just gonna be talking about sports. We're gonna talk about the <laughs> we're gonna be talking about the NBA playoffs because mm-hmm. they are so freaking amazing right now. Crazy stuff going on. And we have, I mean, we got tons to talk about. But obviously, we're gonna talk about with the most recent spectacular show that I think one of the like top tier games I think I've seen. Mm-hmm. Game two, Western Conference Finals, Clippers versus Suns. Suns win 104 to 103 with the last bucket with 0.7 seconds left with a freaking pass from Drake Drake Crowder to DeAndre Ayton for the alley oop. They're calling it the Valley oop. They're calling it the Valley. It has a name. Yeah, it's got a name now. The Valley oop. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. This play. I've seen it from all possible angles oh, this world yeah. has ever imagined. Mm-hmm. They put all the different all the fan fans cams and all that stuff. But I think my favorite video is this like super crappy quality video, like kind of high on top, and everybody like starts cheering. And then the, it looks like the guy's just filming the moment, but then he turns to his left and it's like Stephen A and this other ESPN mm-hmm. commentator, and they're both just stunned. Yeah, they're not even cheering. They're just both like. What? You can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, they just witnessed the best thing in basketball. I know. I I was watching it and like the game the game was really good. It was really close. A lot of guys stepped up, um, especially on the sun side. But the last two if you watch the last two minutes, it was it was pretty rough to watch. Like it took so long to get through the end because just so many replays were going on and um some questionable calls being going on. I think they said the last minute and a half took 30 minutes. Yeah, it was insane. And the thing is, oh my goodness. Wow. By the way, we're watching the Milwaukee-Atlanta game right now. Yeah. And Atlanta, you're balling out, man. Um, But the NBA, I like the NBA because you can review game. We can review plays, mm-hmm. make sure everything's good. Especially in the final two minutes and games like this that are like very important. Sure. But, but there should be a way to like fast forward the process and not have the man go there every, you know. Sure. Because I I can understand like you want to get every call right because um, in sports a lot of times you know refs can make mistakes so they're trying to minim- uh, minimize that part. But it just as like a product like the game is it just isn't good. Like, for, like, people that love the NBA, like, you can stand for it. But, like, casual fans, like, that this game might not have been, like, the most exciting thing to watch at the end. Just because it's, like, every play was basically got to review the inbound call. We got to inbound um, whether he fouled, uh, whether Booker fouled Beverly. It was just not pleasing to watch. But, I mean, if you if you stayed for the... Till the end, you got the tree at the end. It was Bless amazing. you. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> I almost, I almost turned, I almost turned my computer off. <laughs> I was just so fed up because I was like, the Clippers kept getting the ball, the refs kept giving the ball basically, and it was just like, man, like Paul George was about to go to the line. I was like, it's done. Yeah. But thankfully, I kept it on a little bit. Because what happened next was just like, I, I, I didn't believe it. I, I was at a baseball game. And I literally left the game to go to the bar in, like, one of those restaurants just to watch the ending of this game. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it was so awesome. I don't regret it at all. No. <laughs> I, I paid to go to watch a basketball game at a baseball game. Yeah. But it was so good. But I, I, I get it. Like, so many reviews. doesn't just kill the momentum for the fans, but for the players, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they were, basically, they were getting free rest all the time, and mm-hmm. if somebody, like, gets in a little hot streak, all that review is going to stop them and cool yeah. them down. I mean, for the most part, it didn't, the the one thing I know, like, uh, Jeff Van Gundy and uh, were talking about was that every time the Clippers went had the rest review, like, like an out-of-bounds play or whatever, it gave the Phoenix Suns an extra timeout that they didn't have. Right. Which, I mean, those, those timeouts can be big. I mean, you're able to draw plays like, you know, what we saw at the end, basically. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, imagine if the the Bucks game versus the Nets had this many stuff, KD would have been able to rest, and maybe he would have been able to close up 
True, true. Yeah, we'll get into that game too. But I want to, I want to talk about the, uh, the back and forth that was going on because we had Devin Booker hit a clutch shot at the end, mm-hmm. put them up by one, and it was like, oh, that's probably that probably be the game winner. And then Paul George, other end, pulls up, boom, hits the mid range, put them up, and then obviously. There's a lot of questionable calls. Clippers got the ball back. They had to foul them, and then um, they fouled Paul George and sent him to the line because you know, like, well, we got to stop the time, otherwise, you know, they run out. And then, but it's like, shoot, we we're gonna let them put us up by three. Um, and then Paul George at the line, very uncharacteristically, misses both free throws. Yeah, which apparently he's like, what he shot? He shot like five for ten from the free throw line and that's he's only done that once in his career which is kind of crazy but three pointers he was terrible too one for eight oh yeah I mean the one three pointer he had was in the fourth and it was a clutch three yeah <laughs> just like Shaq he makes him with the counts I know right I was, I was like shoot man come on why you gotta do that now yeah it was kind of strange that both Paul George and Devin Booker who I'd like the faces right mm-hmm. now um well they both had good game ones yeah but, but yeah, the, the game, game two, two was strong. Like okay, like Devin Booker put up twenty points, but it was like thirty one percent from the yeah, field. Did not shoot well. And then Paul George did twenty six points, but you know if you were like the man right now because Kawhi's out, you you should be putting at least thirty two. You know. Yeah, because we've seen him do that by himself now already with Clippers. Yeah. Because it kind of seemed like he was finding his like his stride. Yeah. Kawhi was out because it wasn't like he had to defer the whole time. Oh yeah, that that game. Right after Kawhi was out, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Paul George is going to choke. Mm-hmm. And he did the complete opposite. I'm like, I mean, respect. Yeah. Well, he did, what was it? He played two games against the Jazz by yeah. himself. Yeah. And he just, he balled out. But The first one was better. The second one, he got kind of bought out by uh, Terrence, Terrence Mann. Mann. Terrence Mann was unbelievable. They but couldn't stop him. No, nobody could. But, I mean, this this game had their, the Suns had their own, like, Terrence Mann kind of performance through Cameron Payne. Honestly, high. He was, he twenty-nine was points, fifty percent from the field, um, nine assists. No, yeah, no turnovers. He had no turnovers, dude. Yeah, he's basically Chris Paul. He was basically, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. just okay. Imagine this team right now. They don't have Chris Paul. I know, right? And they're doing this great. Mm-hmm. Once Chris Paul comes back, yeah. I, Apparently, he should come back for Game Three. So the announced it today. Yeah, to be big. So fun fact. Apparently, for the first game. Because Chris Paul is not injured, he's just on COVID protocol. He's not even allowed to be at the game. Yeah. But apparently, Chris Paul's brother was in the sidelines, mm-hmm. and Chris Paul was texting him like coaching tips to yell at the team. Yeah. And I'm like, that's leadership if I've ever seen it. Because <laughs> yeah. imagine watching him. Hey, man, tell Bridges to like start playing some defense. You yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the backdoor cut. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And the guys were like, we're not sure if that's what was happening. Mm-hmm, but we're pretty but, sure. But we're pretty sure that's what was happening. Yeah. And I'm sure that pro- he probably did it for uh, this game too. But man, with with uh, with CP3 coming back, mm-hmm. dude, I think yeah. I think this imagine is Chris be Paul over. and you're just like, you're watching from home and you're watching like, these are like, I want to call them, like, your kids, but mm-hmm. that's what they kind of are to him. Like, these are the yeah, young bucks, and right. you've been coaching them basically all year and, like, seeing them grow, and he's, like, Dude, like he's a probably, proud dad moment. He probably has, like, that manly tear, like... Yeah, he was like, they did God it. damn. They did it. Uh, like, two times... Ta- on Father's Day, first of all, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then, obviously, yesterday, but... Oh, man. That was that was, that was great to see. Uh, it's, I love I love this Suns team. Is is Kawhi gonna be gone for the rest of the season? I, I keep I keep seeing a lot of stuff. There's a lot unsure. There was one where it said he could come back game three. Another one said that he was like done with the playoffs. Right. So I saw that one that he it, was like. It doesn't done, seem like the Clippers want to like let too much out. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, if if he's like done, done, I don't know how what the benefit is of waiting. Yeah. But, I mean, if there's hope, then, yeah, you, you want to keep that kind of under wraps for the most part. But it seems unlikely for Game 3, but... Um, um, do you think... what What's your prediction on this series, I guess? Do you think it's going to be a sweep? Do you think the Clippers are going to be able to take one? Because so far, mm-hmm. the Clippers have lost both first games, and then they come back. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I know, I keep hearing... Because this game by the Clippers wasn't a really good game by really anybody on their team. No, not at all. Um, and they, they kept it... Rip- I mean, they almost won this game. Like, basically, the, I mean, they almost stole this game, but then the, the Suns basically stole it back. Yeah. But... I'm glad Boogie Cousins got some playing time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a Boogie fan for reasons I can't even explain. Same, honestly. <laughs> but I think it's just because of his name, Boogie. <laughs> I don't know. But he he did it. If you watch his, him guarding the inbounds play, he wasn't... What was his face doing, dude? Well, first of all, yeah. But the other part was he wasn't, like, guarding, like, the basket. He no, was, he was just up. He was up and he... he and was ex- straight. Well, he was expecting the, a pass to the three-point line. But he wasn't expecting him to pass it, I guess, to the basket, which is what they did. Cause, I mean, but, like, like, you can definitely tell Jake Crowder's, like, moving to the side to well, do it. He's, like, looking over there, looking up, and he just tosses it perfectly in. But Boogie's just, like, it looked like it was giving birth, and uh, just <laughs> hands in yeah. the air like he's in a roller coaster. Uh-huh. The other thing, too, that was funny about the, the alley-oop play was that uh, basically none of the Clippers knew what was going on. Dude, have you, have you, uh... Because they were, like, that's, that's a goaltend. Right, and then Devin Booker was like, he there was there was a part where he was like chatting with talking with Rondo. He's like, nah, nah, it's a live ball. Yeah, because like the moment like you throw it up, and the moment you touch it, it's then it's in play. Yeah, and Paul George even pointed out like, yeah, he was like, goal ten, goal ten, goal ten. Watch the replay. This is the first thing he does. I'm surprised. Like, I I like knew that rule. I guess I didn't know like the wording of it. Mm-hmm. That it's like I guess you know it's a live ball, but like. I guess if you play 2K, you kind of know. Because, I mean, I do that play all the time. <laughs> I just throw the inbound pass on the you know the baseline and just dunk it. You know, I just remember the only other time I've seen that, like, last minute. Mm-hmm. Not even last minute. Like, last second, the mm-hmm. only way to win the game is by doing an alley-oop. Because that's mm-hmm. the only time you get. Was yeah. also the Phoenix Suns. Because when Tyson Charles... Tra- Tra- Tyson Chandler. Yeah. 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 I kept seeing that... that Play too, because I I do remember that that was like a couple years back, but it was basically the same thing. But that one was from the sideline, like they threw it mm-hmm. and he came yeah. back door. But there's a few like, but that's the only one like oh, yeah. I I, I saw a, a, a NBA page they posted like ten of the most famous ones, mm-hmm. and one was like a Dwight Howard one from like his rookie year. Um, but there's some other ones too where it's basically like. Less than a second left. Just toss it up, and then someone went up and slammed it. This one's gonna be in the books. Oh, for sure. Is, yeah, this is playoff. Like it'll be, it'll be, it'll be. It's kind of like, especially for like DeAndre Aiden. Like that's this is his moment now. Yeah, and Jay Crowder too. But everyone remembered the DeAndre slam, basically. But honestly, DeAndre just great job stepping up. I think just. That alone made him, you know, not a bust. Sure. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he was before. I mean, he's he's a veteran now, so he's had a good career that you can't really consider him a bust, I guess. Yeah. But it's more of like, he's just been a good journeyman player. I mean, every team that he's been on has had a decent role for him, I think, besides, like, the Cavs. I'm talking about DeAndre Ayton. Oh, you're talking about DeAndre Ayton? Yeah. Oof. I'm, I was on Jay Crowder. No. <laughs> Oof, my brain. <laughs> but yes, no, no, no. I completely agree. I I didn't think he was going to be a bust. I, I feel like with centers, it takes a little longer. Yeah, I just, Chris Paul definitely like helped yeah. oh, his process sure. a lot. And I I think a lot of people don't remember this because it, it feels like so long ago, but uh, right before the bubble, like he got suspended. Do yeah. you remember? Yeah, I remember. I forget what it was for. I think it's like drugs or something. I think they found weed. Yeah, something like that. But basically, he couldn't play the end of the season. His team goes eight no, but they don't quite make it. And he he was in a press conference. He was like, "That's that's on me. I let my team down. Like I got to do better." And I think that kind of fueled him this summer. And then Chris Paul, you have Chris Paul yelling at you, basically every moment of the game. It's like, oh, you said you want to do better. Yeah, I'm gonna make <laughs> you do better. So yeah, and I think jumping on to Chris Paul, I think. This team is really good for him because Chris Paul is, from all accounts, like a lot of players are like, oh, he's not a good teammate. But it's because he's super hard on guys and, you know, yelling at people. And when you're kind of seen as like an equal, like a peer, like 
Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan saw him as like a peer or equal. Yeah. When you're yelling at you all game, same with James Harden, you're just like, bro, just shut up, you know? (laughs) Just get tired of it. But when you're the younger guy and you're, you know, this is like Hall of Famer talking to you, you're like, you take every word of that, like, personally, so. I'm glad, I'm glad, like, even Devin Booker has been, like, Mm -hmm. listening because you can definitely tell um, he uh, sort of changed his game a little bit because he used to be, like, basically all range. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he would either like range or drive up to a layup, but mm-hmm. he's been taking so many mid range shots lately. Yeah, um, that's the mid range shots been coming back in the in the playoffs a lot of the times. Yeah. you see Kawhi's got it. Um, I mean, we saw Paul George go to it, you know, in crunch time. Uh, Durant is deadly from the mid range game. Like that Bucks Nets game, every time he pulled up for a mid range shot, I was like, that's going in, dude. They literally. They, they were, like, slow-mo, those plays, mm-hmm. and it was as perfect defense as you can get. Like, the hand was, like, yeah. all over the man, and, sorry, with that length and well, at that yeah, range, he, it was like, done. P.J. Tucker, like, as strong and, like, as good as he is, he's still only, like, 6'5", and Kevin Durant's, like, a legit, like, 7-footer, basically, and yeah. he just rises up. I mean, that's his, that's his best weapon is just his, his length, but, yeah. The, the mid-range shot is, it, it comes in clutch because you need a bucket, you know, sometimes like the three, like it's not dropping or like they're just crowding the paint so you can't, so like you just get a screen, come off it, pop that mid-range and boom. Yeah. Like, a, you know, a lot of guys, like Chris, it's part of Chris Middleton's game. Um, yeah. And so. great, I think great job by uh, Monty Williams to uh, oh. allow like the players to just. Who, who got coach of the year? He did. He did? Are he you did. Sure? Yeah. Okay. That's why I, I wasn't sure. I was like, if he didn't get it, I was like, that's kind of a, that's a crime. <laughs> that man, There's no crimes here, man. He got, he got a coach of the year. I know their GM uh, got executive of the year. Oh, maybe I'm thinking him. No. Oh, yep. I told you Tom Thibodeau got it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Knicks. Big market. I think it should have gone with Monty. Dude, I I took out uh, my um, Phoenix Suns hat nice. after I came home last night. I was like, mm-hmm. take it out of the closet, and I just went like a freaking Narnia book or something. Yeah. <laughs> the dust goes <laughs> out of it. You're like, hello, old friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> oh, how I've missed you. But, yeah. It's, it's, it's rocking in Phoenix right now, but... Dude, that, that arena... It was so loud. Oh it was, it was so it's so good to like hear a crowd, because like last year's bubble, there's a lot of like there's a lot of great plays like Luka Doncic, you know, like game winner, like a lot of those plays, like. And then you would see the camera on the back yeah. and people just looking like. Yeah, like you know they have the team going crazy, or like even Anthony Davis is winner. But I'm like, you look back at like a Kobe game winner, it's like the crowd just immediately, it's like, you know, you just hear that roar, and it's yeah. just like that's that's what playoff basketball is. Yeah, dude, but, this one was so loud. I mean. Token Stick Resort Arena. Mm-hmm. It's kind of small, I would say. Yeah. But, whew, man, I... I sometimes those small arenas can have a, that nice sound, so... I would have I would have loved to be in that crowd. That would have been amazing. Yeah, for sure. There was some... There was, like, people crying and... <laughs> I would be, be, too. <laughs> I was freaking out, too. Yeah, I... Uh, Jumping around, but... Like, at the moment it happened, I got my... My drink from the bar. And I was like, what? <laughs> open it right there and just chugged it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I, you, you had asked what were my predictions for this series? Yes. Um, I want to say, I want to say five. You, five, I mean, I'm assuming you're saying Suns Yeah, Suns and five. I think, I want to say... Chris Paul comes back and Kawhi doesn't. I want to say they'll they'll take Game Three. Mm-hmm. I think they won it bad enough, and they're they they don't have the weaknesses as a lot of the other teams that the Clippers have you know battled back from. Mm-hmm. Like when they played the 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 Mavericks, it was basically like Luca. Like eventually, everyone else around him came back to earth. You know, like Tim Hardaway's going off. Um, yeah, some other guys were having some good games, and eventually it was like. Those guys, you know, they're going to miss their shots, and then, like, Luka can't do it forever, so... It's like everybody has a good night. Yeah, but, I mean, that that, that series still went seven. Like, it could have gone into the Mavericks' favor, um, but... 
they still overcame that with their their small ball lineup, but which is why they won against Utah the next series. Yeah, is that they stopped playing Zubac? They just put Nick Batum out there, um, Marcus Morris Senior. You know, put a small ball five and like whoever's um, Rudy Gobert's man, you just put him in the corner, have him at three, and like you just make Gobert choose whether he wants to guard the paint the whole time or he's just going to leave the other man open and then he started guarding man for so long well I think well yeah I don't know it was just because I think they knew Ty Lue knew that uh, pa- Patrick Beverly is the worst three point shooter out there for his team so he's going to put them him higher up on the key so Gobert's not good even though they want Gobert to guard him probably he can't if he wants to protect the paint, he can't protect that area, I guess. So it's better they have him in the corner because it is a shorter distance. Mm-hmm. But it just so happened that Karen's man had, like, the best shooting night of his life. <laughs> that literally it was, like, back-to-back threes, and it was just, like, so they kicked it to someone else, another three. Like, it, they were all going He had in. the same amount of points as Donovan Mitchell that night. Oh, I think he had, like, one less or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, he was going crazy. I mean, Paul George had a good game. I mean, Patrick Beverly was hitting them. Like, everyone on that team. Like, no one was... No one No one was missing. No one was missing. <laughs> and then Donovan Mitchell just looked gas. And then at the end, they, they would... Every time they guarded the pick and roll between him and Gobert, mm-hmm. they just would trap Mitchell. Because they knew they weren't going to pass to Gobert. And, um, yeah. It just... They, they couldn't... They couldn't get their shots off. Because that first half, like, it looked done. Yeah, Jazz were up. They were, their threes were hidden. They were looked so confident too. You know, I was like, "This is going back to Utah." It's like every defensive play that they would make, every steal would turn to points so yeah. fast. Like they were doing great. It's just unfortunate that, like, even though you could, I'm sure Quinn Snyder, you can see like that Gobert just they're playing him off the floor, but you can't take the man off because you're he's literally being paid like a superstar, and like that could cause. Tr- you know, problems later in the locker room or something. Yeah. Like, you just go down with the ship, but... Yeah, they, at the end, they just they were just falling apart, and I remember I just got mad, and I was like, dude, I'm going to bed. <laughs> there, there was still time in the game, but I'm like... There's I'm like just, five I'm minutes s- left. Yeah. Like, I'm going to bed. I was just so mad. I knew, I knew it was they happening. Already, they had already flipped it quite a bit, but... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's been the Clippers' key when they go down, is that they just change up their lineup completely. They just go the... the the small ball, but coming back to the Suns, I don't think they can do that as well because of DeAndre Ayton. Because DeAndre Ayton's actually an offensive threat. Like DeAndre Ayton has proved that he's more valuable than Rudy Gobert in the playoffs. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree. You couldn't play Rudy Gobert like Rudy Gobert he, he reg- regular season. It's amazing, but Rudy Gobert, like yes, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. There should have been a point. Where you got to look at Rudy Gobert and be like, man, we got to take you out. It's clearly not yeah, working you gotta, right now. you got to sit him down and be like, hey, man, I know we pay you a lot of money. You know, you are a superstar, but... Defensively right now... If you want to win this game, you <laughs> yeah, have to out. Yeah. It's like right now, defensively, you're not working it out. And offensively, we both know yeah. you are I not great. The thing about these playoffs, because pretty much every person that's on a defensive team is basically done and that's nothing against like they are all great defensive players but like playoffs especially nowadays offense is so important yeah like you need five guys out there that can play yeah so but DeAndre Aiden is that that answer that would have been nice for the Jazz because he can he can punish you if you leave him open mm-hmm. or if you put a smaller guy on him like if they put Nick Batoon on him he'll, he'll he goes to work like I mean, the man was playing amazing against Anthony Davis. Yeah. So you think, yeah. So I I don't think I I don't think we're gonna see another Clippers come back from two L. Him and Bam are uh, remind me a lot of each other because they're like they're like the tall, slanky mm-hmm. uh, centers that defensively, yeah. you know, don't make that play. Sure. But offensively, don't don't mm-hmm. leave him alone. Yeah. If you give them the opportunity to shot, they're not the shy centers. They'll they'll yeah. take the shot. I think, yeah, Bam's definitely better defensively than him. Uh, but I think DeAndre Ayton could have a a nicer offensive game. Yeah. I think I think it's close. But uh he's definitely these playoffs he's shown that he can 
he just he just he plays so uh, efficiently. Like he's he's not demanding the ball. Yeah, it's just it's just the flow of the game, and it's, it's great to watch. So, um, Suns in five. I think it'll be three zero. I think the Clippers will get game four at home, and then it'll go back to Phoenix, and then Phoenix will take care of business. But I think the Clippers are going to take the next one, and then then Phoenix are going to close it out after that. Next two. Um, yeah, I just think with Chris Paul in, I think you you gotta like. I feel like even though you are up two. Game three is the most important game, probably. See, I just think it's going to take him, like, maybe just that game to, like, readjust to Chris Paul coming back. Maybe I'm completely I wrong. Know. I feel like Chris Paul you can kind of put in seamlessly. I think Kawhi would be a little... Not not that Kawhi wouldn't be able to get his, you know, 30. But, but everybody having to step back. Be like, oh, what do I do now? Yeah. Like, Chris Paul could be like, all right, I'm taking a back seat because, you know, I'm not fully there yet. And that's or the thing too. Booker needs to take over. Chris, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is like fine having like six points a night. Yeah, I mean he did that against the Lakers. Like Chris Paul never really had a good game against yeah, the no. Lakers. He only like steps up when he needs to. Like in Denver, he was like, "This is my time." Yeah, and <laughs> so, freaking did it. Mid range wonder. I think, uh, especially if Kawhi is not in Game Three, I think they Chris Paul's be like, "We have to take this." Mm-hmm. Like he he knows like he's you know he's he's played a lot and he knows that like. You put this team down 3-0, like, I mean, most teams are done anyways, but, like, especially this team. Um, so, uh, they just, yeah. Talking about good things to watch, that Bucks nets game, mm. that was an incredible game. Oh, yeah. I, that, oh. I, I still dream of Kevin Durant sending that game to overtime with that shot. Yeah, that was that was a nasty shot. I like I was pacing around so much. I was I was <laughs> I was the Bucks were just towards the end. It was it was tough to watch at times. Um, thankfully, Kevin Durant has a really big foot. Yeah. Otherwise, the Bucks are done. Dude, it was so close too. Yeah. It was so close. But if he wasn't so, he was an a- eighteen size, dude. One size shorter, he'd probably be. Done <laughs> It was such it's just a, like man. It's like it was so off balance, and like he took it. And I'm like, no way. Yeah. And then the last shot that he tried to make it was basically the exact same thing, but from the middle. Mm-hmm. And the ball was straight. He just didn't have enough power in it to, you yeah. know. He was he was he was exhausted, dude. He he played enough. He played everyone. Everyone a lot. I've seen a lot on Instagram where everyone's comparing that game to like LeBron. Uh, 2018 finals you know game one 51 yeah. points they basically had the game then it went to overtime and like LeBron didn't score at yeah. all yeah same with Kevin Durant Kevin Durant didn't score at all because you both both those guys in both those runs was just like I gave enough for 48 minutes yeah there was nothing else I was I, like, I put everything on the table for that Kevin Durant played 53 minutes yeah 48 points 9 rebounds 6 assists Mm-hmm. And then James Harden played 52 minutes, 59 seconds, yeah. 22 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists, and only 29% from the field, yeah. which okay. I, I've always said. The, I mean, I don't want to big James Harden fan, but he choked again. I want to... Okay, the thing about James Harden, like, I get, like, a lot of his, his playoff has some... But, like, my, I, like, respect that he was out there. Like, the man was hurt, hurt. You could tell he couldn't move. But oh, he's, he's, to the left, dude. He could not no. move fast to the left. But like, I, I still like give it to him. Like you were like, I have like I want to be out there for my team. Like I can at least cause, um, uh, you know, an offensive threat. Like I may not make all my shots, but like you know, people are gonna no, try to come and they're not gonna keep. They're not gonna like not guard me. Cause, yeah, which which helps the spacing for Kevin Durant. So I think, especially like game five, because he also went. Nuclear in that game too, but uh, like I think just having James Harden in that game just kind of gave Kevin like a little boost mm-hmm. in confidence because he was like, "My boy's here, like he got me. No matter what happens, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm going off." So yeah, I mean, not a great shooting wise from Harden, but I respect you risking to be out there. The, the the one person who should be questioned was Joe Harris. That man, Dude, that man just did, 
He was great in the regular season. The regular season, that man was... His percentage was higher than Kyrie, Harden, and Kevin Durant. Well, because he... He's never gotten this many open looks. Before. <laughs> yeah. So, but like I, th- I just think the moment got to him, and then he completely, completely disappeared. And you're, and you know they they kept playing him a lot. Like he played forty, basically forty seven minutes in well, the in the last game. I mean, if I was a coach, I would keep him in too, just because no one's gonna leave him open either. Mm-hmm. Like even though he's not shooting well, like you kind of, I expected a cut like. Little shot to the end, like there was in overtime. Bucks are up two. He got a wide open shot, and it looked so good. I was like, "That's it, dude. That's <laughs> it. It's a wrap." Joe Harris would be one of those stories where Joe Harris sucks the entire series, but hits the game winner basically. Mm-hmm. But it, it it didn't go in. But I expected it. I I talked to Evan before the game. I was like, "The Joe Harris game, like it should be coming." Like we're due for one, right? And it never it came. Never happened. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Next year. <laughs> Next year, but jeez, that uh, was a great game seven. I I think. What do you think the Nets need next year to be successful? I mean, obviously health number one. Yeah. But what rearrangements do you think they need to um, change the lineup that much? Or, the problem is or they the got coach? a lot of. Um, because I know Jeff Green, Blake Griffin. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, there's some other guys that are all free agents. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many they're going to be able to bring back. Yeah, because basically they were banking on making the championship this year. Yeah, this year. year, this was the all-in year. Like, I'm, yeah. I'd be confident Blake Griffin is going to get a bigger contract somewhere else. Yeah. Because I don't think he would play for, unless he really wants a championship and really believes they can do it. I don't think he'll take the minimum. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting because like those three guys alone like take up so much of the cap room, and the other thing too is DeAndre Aiden's contract. They paid that man a lot of money too because that was one of the conditions when Durant and Kyrie came was you have to sign DeAndre Jordan, and he, it's it's like nine million a year I think, which Dude, is that man that doesn't he doesn't play. Yeah, I was so, gonna say he didn't. That's just basically like this is this is the extra money we. We're basically paying Kevin Durant, you know, to give it to his friend. <laughs> yeah. So it's like if you want me, you gotta take my whole posse. Yeah, I'm sure the thing about like a team like this, it, it's kind of like when the Heat uh, were in there, like especially like the second, third year, mm-hmm. where a lot of veterans were like, "Hey, I'll come to this team for you know the veteran minimum because we we prove championship." Yeah, you know, we have a chance to win like this. We haven't been in a winning environment for a while, so like I'm sure there'll be guys that they'll, they'll be able to sign. But, um, but like he, after the after the first year and the the Heat, then we you know we lost against the Mavs. Yeah. The second year was was a little tough. We 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 uh we made some moves, but you know it wasn't like Ray Allen didn't want to come at that time. You know he was still in Boston. Yeah. Time. But like I know one of the biggest was Shane Battier that the Heat got because mm-hmm. he was like. The perfect like LeBron teammate, the three and D guy. Respect to that man. He just left the Heat organization a couple days ago. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He had a f- he had a full time uh, job in the front office, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he found something else. Yeah. But he's still gonna stay as a consultant for the organization. Gotcha. Yeah. I think he was expecting something bigger. Because I think Pat was supposed to retire and he was gonna step up. Oh, Pat Riley! Wow. But he, obviously, Pat Riley. Doesn't want to leave until he wins at least one more. So I can see Sean Battier being like, man, I can't wait forever type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But, uh, no, yeah. Veterans like that, like, I'm sure they'll be able to find. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to keep Spencer Dinwiddie. I think, I think their best hope would be a sign and trade with some of these guys. Um, but right now, it, it, it's, it, it's un- for them. It's unfortunate, just because like this was the year. Yeah. Because with all the other teams that were out, like it was so wide open. Like if Nets win, I like I felt pretty confident that they could go all the way. pretty far even without Kyrie. I was like, if it's not now, mm-hmm. like if the Bucks don't stop the Nets right now, they're winning it all. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. I I love the Suns and all that, but 
Yeah. I mean, this year is just and, so wild. In a different, in a different timeline, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Nets win that last game, mm-hmm. and they're winning it all. Yeah. And now we can have... So, thank you, Bucks. Now we can have a good championship. Because the Suns have never won. Mm-hmm. The Clippers have never won. The Hawks was like 58, 51. 56, I think. And they weren't even in Atlanta. They were in St. Louis. So, the Atlanta Hawks have never won. And Milwaukee Bucks... Since 70, Kareem. 71 and Kareem. Yeah. Because the last time... The last time the Bucks were in the finals was 74, but they lost. Um... The Suns, the Suns were the most recent in the finals, which is crazy, and that was '93 with Charles Barkley. <laughs> Dude, they deserve it, man. Yeah, the Suns. I, this, I think I'm reading most. I. I it's just that, Suns and then Bucks probably. It's just like if it's a Suns Bucks, whichever way it goes, I'll be happy. But I think for me, I think seeing Chris Paul hoist up that championship trophy, yeah, I think that's what I really want to see. You know, I I am one of those guys that when. I guess one of the commentators at the end of the conference final, they go, and mm-hmm. the Heat will go on to represent the East in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. I I kind of take that to heart. So most times when there's a Finals and mm-hmm. the Heat's not there, I'll still root for the East. Really? Um, but if it was That's the Brooklyn Nets, I would not have done that. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that like, you vote. I feel like sometimes like. Rooting for someone in your own conference, like I feel like maybe you would swing to the other side, just because you don't want to see like a division rival or a conference rival. Well, it's it's just weird because well, I, I would well, never I would never cheer for Sacramento. I would never cheer for the Clippers. I would never <laughs> cheer for the Mavs. Uh-huh. I would never cheer for the Spurs. So there's a lot of there's a few on the blacklist. The, yeah, it's just, and it's quite a few. Sure. I, I, I feel that. But of course, it's like, if it's the Jazz, I'll root for the Jazz. Uh-huh. Uh, Lakers, if LeBron's playing, and it's I not playing I feel like just for you, like, just because the last, like, the Heat after LeBron left, all the teams that were in the finals was LeBron, so you're like, I kind of have, you know, that connection, I can already root for him. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, and then the Raptors showed up, and pretty much most of the country was like... Screw the Warriors. We want the Raptors to win. I, and I lived in Canada, so I was like, you know, yeah, I can yeah, have sure. that little connection. I, mean, I was rooting for the Raptors too, because at that point, I I like I like I mean I I still kind of like Kawhi. I, I I don't like the Clippers situation of it, but I always like Kawhi's game. Yeah, like there's nothing that Kawhi does that makes you not like the man. I mean that besides I'm, destroying your team. I dream of the shot against the 76ers. Yeah, it was a great shot. I sometimes I just look up that shot on YouTube, uh-huh. and it's just amazing. Well, Everybody's reaction is like they're literally like looking it's up so and they're like holding up. There's people that literally have enough time to like kneel down and pray. Yeah. The whole <laughs> arena just like it was one of those like the whole <gasps> everyone's like stop breathing, they just <laughs> held their breath, and then no, like that year at that point because I remember that like that series. I was like, for me, it was like 76ers or Raptors. Cause I like Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And uh, so I, I I do think that's that because we were talking about how like it felt like the finals was basically Bucks Nets like we're like whoever wins this is probably most likely to win it all you know. Yeah. I kind of feel the same with that Raptors team kind of where whether the Raptors or 76ers came out I I believe either of those teams could have won it all. Yeah, yeah, dude, MB MB would have destroyed that Warriors team just because they were injured and, well, and they, they got they, Jimmy and yeah. Even though you know Ben Simmons has his limitations, like defensively he's good and like that was that team is so good because they had someone to take that final shot for them late in the fourth. Yeah, because like this current iteration, I guess we'll. This is a good segue to Hawks 76ers. I d- is do that. I don't understand. The 76ers don't have a go-to guy in the fourth. Like, it's hard to do that with a center. Because late, you can't, like... Yeah, you can back them up, but, like... They're going to get double teamed, and then you got to pass it out to somebody. And, like... I want to shout out to Joel Embiid. Uh-huh. Because the man, for three quarters, he will do his job mm-hmm. excellently. Yeah. Like, the man stores fear into the other team's heart. Yeah. He'll put up the points, he'll put up the rebounds, the assist. He'll... 
do amazing percentage-wise, but mm-hmm. if fourth quarter comes around, and you're right, they have nobody to, like... No. Because, like... Like, Doug Rivers, who's he going to be, like... Who are you going to... Seth run? Curry, go ahead and step it up. I mean, that, that's who it had to be. Yeah. It had to be Seth but Curry. But it should not be yeah, yeah. Seth Curry. Because you, you're saying, like, you know, like, three quarters just destroy. Yeah. Um, but it's back one. Everything changes in the fourth. Yeah. Everything I mean, that, that, changes that, in that the That was, that was the, the Shaq dilemma. Shaq would destroy for three quarters, and the fourth quarter was like, "I don't want to, I don't want to touch the box. I'm gonna get fouled." Yeah, and that's why Kobe worked so well because it was like, "All right, Kobe, do your thing." Pretty much. And that's why Jimmy Butler worked, and um, even like with the Bucks team, like Giannis, he doesn't have like the best bag, you know, like his game, especially like the fourth quarter. You can kind of see it, but like I mean, Chris Middleton's kind of been that guy for him, so. I, I just think that 76ers team needs that go-to score at the end. Do you think Ben Simmons is going to get traded this offseason? I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Same. Just just because we already know that the 76ers were already trying to trade him before. Yeah. Like, Daryl Moore, they, 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 had that, they had the James Harden trade ready to go, but then it came down to the Houston Rockets owner was like, screw, screw that. I don't want my old... GM and then my old superstar to team up and you know win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So he was like, "Screw them! I'm not doing that." And then he won the biggest petty fight of all time. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Like, and like Daryl Morey, you know, Sixers GM, he's big in the analytics, and like Ben Simmons isn't you know that three point guy he loves. So. But even Doc Rivers, just, they they ask him about Ben Simmons, and it's like, oh, you guys will see what's going to yeah. happen. Nice block. But, um, yeah, I think he's out of there. I think it'll be good for him. I think it, I think he needs a change of scenery. I don't like Ben Simmons, so honestly, if I don't see his face again, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has good defense. I'll give him that. But like, I, I I want him to do a different team, but not, not like a bad situation. Like, I don't want him to get traded to Orlando. Because then, sorry, Orlando fans, but... <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, you just roasted I'm just saying, like, Orlando. I don't think that's a great environment to, like cultivate, you know, a winning mentality. Would you put him let's say... I think I think the Raptors would be a great spot for him. Because that culture, they're always, you know, it's a winning culture. They're kind of, they're like in a semi-rebuild, they're not sure. Because I think that if they had done the Kyle Lowry trade, I think that would have really helped the 76ers. What about Indiana? I don't know. Indiana's kind of dealing with a lot of stuff right now. They just, <laughs> just fired their coach. Yeah, that's true. Um, Going through know. some changes. But Indiana, you know, it's always up there. They've always kind of, yeah, they've always been, they've been like first round and they're done, basically. But Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's a good spot for him to be able to find his game. Like, um, I know there's a lot of like Portland, like, oh, trade CJ for Ben Simmons. And like, that would kind of fix... I best Ben Simmons, you know, late in the fourth quarter, because then you got Dame Lillard, who's just going to take over. Yeah, then, but like, then Portland the would just because def- defensively, Ben Simmons takes care of the whole CJ and Dame situation where they can't guard anybody. But then you need somebody that can also shoot, not just Dame. Yeah, because that was the thing. That's the thing with both of them. A lot of people are like, "Oh man, it can't really work because they're kind of like the same." Yeah. But I'm like, well, that's the... Because every time Dame is doing bad, mm-hmm. CJ always steps up. Sure. They've never... There's never... I've never seen a game, statistically, where they both suck. Mm-hmm. So they need to find somebody or well, or a I group think, of people that can I'm step sure up. Like, I think if they do that trade, like you you, you sign Norman Powell. Um, you know, you bring him back. Like, there's those guys that you can bring... That can provide that offensive, but I mean, even let's say Golden State didn't have Draymond, mm-hmm. I think Ben Simmons would be a great replacement for Draymond because Draymond doesn't shoot. He has no offensive game. But yeah, the man does everything else. Like, the man's getting triple triple doubles without points. So yeah. <laughs> he can defend. Um, he can pass, rebound, like everything that like. You know, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson would love to have. Because, like, if Ben Simmons is on the, the Warriors team and it's like, 
oh, look, Ben Simmons didn't shoot at the fourth quarter, but I was like, look how many assists he got Steph and Clay. Yeah, because he's not going to shoot it. Exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying, like, something, a situation like that where you just got shooters around him and... Because, um, yeah, the the fit is has not been good. Yeah. So... It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting offseason. But yeah, um, we are watching Atlanta, Milwaukee. Have you had any predictions for this one? Uh, you know, Atlanta, mm-hmm. great job this year. Mm-hmm. The, like regular season, you know, they ended being a fifth seed, and I was like, you know, pe- people can have good regular seasons, and then. Nothing can happen. That happened to the Pacers all these years. They just first round sure. done. Um, but beating 76ers, mm-hmm. that was a shocker. Yeah. Uh, everybody stepped up. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Trey Young, you are the man right now. Yeah. Well, he's like become, he's playing the two, like, I guess, most hostile NBA environments. You know, you go from New York, Madison Square Garden to playing in Philly, which. You know, Philly fans. Philly fans, they're passion, they're passion <laughs> fans fans. yeah. Um, and you know, he he came out the man. Like he he even when he wasn't shooting well, he he still a confident out there. Right now, game's not real. I mean, it's thirty seconds, but he has forty four points. Yeah. But John Collins have been doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herder played big in that game six. Bogdanovich played a, a really well ball in the previous series. Yeah. Uh, so like, they, they and Hunters. You know he's been injured, and that he's a great player too. Yeah. So just imagine like this is them right now, mm-hmm. under like almost peaking. Yeah. Imagine adding that player, and it's yeah, it's one of those teams where like before the playoffs started, you're like no way, but then as it's going, you're looking at everybody like oh yeah, they got a lot of good players. But um, I know you d- you didn't like this comparison. Um, uh, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Okay, you gotta think about it. Last year, semifinals, they played the Bucks, right? Right. The favorites. Yes, we did. The Hawks played the 76ers, which were the number one seed. In a lot of people's eyes, the favorites to win, and then they, they took care of business because they had the most confident player on the floor, Jimmy Butler, and then you got Trey Young. Those both guys, <laughs> they got the swag, bro. They do have swag. They, made, they don't care what anybody says. No, they're like, they're literally like, you suck this game, and he's like, okay, watch me next. Yeah. So, you know, like, they're both similar teams where, like, no one gives them any all-star selections. They don't give them all-NBA. Like, they don't get any recognition, but they're like, all right, I'll, I'll prove you guys wrong. They're and like, on my list, I'm top five player. Yeah. They, they, they believe it, and they'll do it. So, I don't think it's a bad comparison. Like, I mean, <laughs> the man's balling. Jimmy Butler balling. It's, oh my god. And, I mean, the, right, right now, right now, uh, Atlanta's winning 114 to 111. Mm-hmm. 12 seconds left. I mean, the game's basically over. But, Drew Holiday, 33 points. Giannis, 32 points. And they're still not winning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, that, that's a tough play at the end. It's, I, I it's like, it makes, I guess that's how people were viewing the Heat last season. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, it's my team, so obviously I'm going to cheer them, and I'm going to be like, of course, I believe 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is how people are watching the Heat last year and saying, how does this doesn't make any sense with all mm-hmm. these powerhouses? I have a feeling that the final is going to be Suns-Hawks uh, now. Yeah, um, I want to say Bucks in six. You know, do you think the Bucks are going to win in six games? I think so. I mean, the Atlanta crowd is not... Very known across the NBA for being like a hostile environment for all the teams. Sure, I mean, it looks like the Hawks are gonna pull this out unless something incredible happens. But um, I don't know. I just think when it comes to the end, I th- I think the Bucks are gonna figure out how to guard Trey on. Mm-hmm. Giannis, like I love Giannis. I'm not saying I want the Hawks to go to finals because yeah. I freaking love Giannis. I think I think they can get it done. I just think. Either way, out of the four remaining teams that we have right now, uh-huh. my number one is the Suns. Yeah. I would freaking cheer. I would kiss my Arizona flag that's in my room. Like yeah. three kisses, good night every night. <laughs> yeah. Um. These are, those are big free throws, to be honest. So. so I think my 
ranking for how I want this to go would be Suns, uh-huh. then Bucks, uh-huh. then Hawks, uh-huh. then Clippers. Yeah. Basically, so I feel like for the Suns to win it all, I feel like the Hawks would be the best matchup for them. Mm-hmm. That Devin Booker versus Trey Young shootout, dude. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, then you got Chris Paul too. Like, because I think a lot of people compare Trey Young to Steph. So I mean, he he has the range, but it's not like the same. Oh it's, no, it's not the same clip. Like Trey has Trey has his own swag. But he plays like Steve Nash. Like he's he's great at distributing the ball. Like he had like an eighteen assist game. I think. Game one against the 76ers, like... Yeah, I think he's way... I, I, I mean, it might be because he's young, but I think he's way faster, too. Then... Uh, I think Trey's faster than uh, Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, Steve Nash was pretty quick, too. Like, they play yeah. a similar style as, like, that uh, seven seconds for the last Phoenix team. Pretty much. But, uh... No, this will... It's down to the wire. Five seconds left. 5.3. Hawks have the ball. They're up by one, so... 114 to 113. Yeah. Both in the bonus. This is... They're going to get it in, and they're going to try to foul him as soon as they can. Chris Middleton, do you look nervous, dog? Well, I mean, they could hope for a Paul George situation. You're going to say they're going to pass it to Trey right here? That's the hope. Take it. Take it. Yeah, they're going to foul him. He's going to have loose free throws. They're going to get the ball back, and they're going to try to tie it. You know, we, we've said this, I don't know if we've said it on the pot, but we've said it to each other many times. Mm-hmm. The conference finals are better than the NBA finals. Yeah, usually. It's just, because well, teams are so hungry, dude. Usually, the teams in their respective conferences, like, usually, a lot of times, there's, like, one conference where everyone's, like, it's mostly in the West, where they're, like, alright, the West is gonna win it, it's just a matter of who comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like east is more east and west the teams are more are closer together yeah so those games are tough and they're just but then it comes to the finals and you're like you could be down 2-1 and like you know Ooh. it just it, it breaks your spirit but alright Trip puts them up by 3 this is our first look at that look at that the, the way he just walks by it's nothing yeah this is, a, this is the Get In Podcast live coverage of Bucks Hawks. Yeah, <laughs> we're bringing live coverage to you. I'm going to submit this right after this game. So, um, this is a good question. Do you think this year is a make or break for the Bucks? Do you think, like, if they lose mm-hmm. this series for some reason? Yeah. I think. Do you think they're like, Tantra reset or Giannis wants to trade? Do you think they'll get a new coach? I think, I think they'll get a new coach if they go out. Hmm. I don't think this would be the last of the team, especially only if Giannis says, I'm out. That's the only time you're like, we're resetting it. You never say, let's reset it, even though we have one of the best players in the world right now. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But, like, at this point, like... Like, Drew Holiday, I, I think it was an amazing, amazing yeah. piece. I think they got great pieces. Like, sometimes it just hasn't worked in the past few years, but I don't know how much better you can get with this team at this point. True. Like, realistically. Like, sure, you can, like, somehow acquire, like, everyone's going to make weird trades where it's like, oh, you could get so-and-so, but it's like, those don't really to happen unless a team person's like, I want to get traded to the Bucks. Yeah. It just seems like... Sorry, Bucks fans, no one's ever really said that. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like they're such in a, like, in a stuck spot. Like, yeah, it's like they can't, mm-hmm. they can't get better. This yeah. is, this is it. They need, like, a miracle of somebody chasing championship, you know? And even then, it's like, who wants Oof. to chase a championship in Milwaukee? And there it is. The Hawks take game one, 116 to 113. Dang. Uh, they take it. You know, they, they steal that game, dude. Stealing those home games is yeah, is huge. 48 points for Trey Young, 34 for Giannis. Huge game, dude. Huge game. What was Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday? Chris Middleton had 15 points. Yeah, that's... Drew Holiday had 33 with wow. 10 assists. Dang. Um, but John Collins, he had 23 points, 15 rebounds. 
Yeah. And Clint Capella also had 19 rebounds. So yeah. definitely, they definitely I rebounded them. Yeah. Yeah. The Bucks. I don't think they've ever had like all three of their stars like play like amazing. Yeah, no, it's usually it's one or the other. Just not having a good game. Yeah, like Giannis is usually the the constant. The only the only time I saw three of them kind of equal mm-hmm. was they all put like twenty three points each. So even Giannis had a bad night because twenty points for Giannis no, I th- was I think bad. Th- there was there was one there was one against the Nets where basically. The three of them combined for like ninety something of the points, and like the bench did hardly like anything. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was like the one, but yeah, you can't let if yeah, if you're Drew Holiday, you can't let Trey Young score forty eight points. Like you're like I think of him as one of the best defenders, like small ball defenders. But yeah, go listen to the past getting episodes, and Michael keeps talking about that. I've, I've always liked Drew Holiday, but yeah, yeah. he's he's. Especially last series, it wasn't. It seemed a little too bright, and I kind of hoped that this series, like, you got over that hump of the Nets, so you feel a little more confident now. But go Bay Young, nice. That was somebody holding a sign. Right? Yeah, his girlfriend. Oh, wow! She so didn't get. She didn't get sideline seats. They looked like they're probably decent seats. <laughs> I mean, it's in the, it's in the Bucks Arena. So right, right, right. He probably doesn't have the connections. Really. <laughs> yeah. If it's Atlanta, I would assume, yeah. He he tries to like buy tickets in the the, the Bucks arena. It's like we're not gonna let you yeah, do that, yeah. man. Wow. All right, so that's that's some great games ahead, man. Yep. Great so games ahead. Tomorrow we got Clippers, Phoenix game three, and then Friday we got game two of Bucks Hawks. So this is what I like about uh, when it's come down to the stretch because it basically like mm-hmm. every day you just have to focus on that one game. Yeah. And then you don't have to be like, oh man, I gotta watch this one, but miss this one type of thing. Yeah, well, that's why like the first couple, like the first round, it's kind of like you're like, ah, I don't need to watch every game. Yeah, it's usually first round, it's not as exciting. But this one, dude, it's 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 because last yeah semifinals usually exciting too because I mean last series, both games in the East went to seven. Yeah, uh, Utah Clippers went to six. The only one that was like the blowout was the. Nuggets. So, and even then, those were good games to watch. Yeah, like, Jokic was playing great. It was just, like, you could tell, like, the Nuggets, they just didn't have enough around them. And yeah. Jamal I, Murray could have made the, the Suns, you take down the Lakers, and you're like... I can do anything. Yeah, you're like, who else is in our way? Yeah. They're like... like that, that, that TikTok of uh, Chris Paul with uh, the Stephen No, Wolf. uh, no Kryptonians. No, no protectors. No uh, lanterns. No lanterns, no... This control. world will fall. Yeah. I don't think this, this... For any team, basically, you're looking around, you're like, Nets are done, uh, Lakers are done, the MVP is done, um, Kawhi Leonard is hurt right now. So it's like... I mean, 76ers are done. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many teams that are expected to be at the top. Um, so I, I... Yeah. That's why you've got to love basketball, man. It's great. Yeah. So, so I think... For the Bucks, this year is a must-win, basically. Otherwise, lots of changes could come. Um, Hawks, this is just the beginning. Dude, it's a win-win scenario for them right now. Clippers. Big changes. I expect yeah, big. This would be interesting. Um, I kind of thought that uh, PG kind of secured another year, possibly, of staying, just because of when Kawhi went down. He basically... You know, he beat the Jazz. Yeah. Like, you played amazing. But then the, you blow game two, and, like, now it, it, you're kind of in a sticky situation again. Yeah, you better do something to secure uh, your spot on the roster, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Because I think, I think Ty Lu is good. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to want to fire him because he's brought him back from 2-2-0. And then Kawhi, you want to keep that man. Yeah. So they I have think, some good pieces that I like. Yeah. Patrick Beverly, you can get rid yeah, of him. Yeah, I hate Patrick Beverly. Terrence Mann's a great find. I like Zubac a lot, personally. Yeah, Zubac is cool. He does he his job. His, he is his, yeah. He does sure. his job. Um, um, so I like he's never gonna you know step out and be amazing, but he does his job well. Yeah. And I think you need those pieces on a championship yeah. team. And then Suns, I don't think, and if they go out, I don't think there'd be any. Like I think this season has been really good. So yeah, they might just 
you know, people that are like done with contracts. Basically, Chris like, Paul yeah. is gonna ex- it, it, it's expecting a big, big payout. Yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna decline his option, just oh, re-sign with the Suns for sure. Yeah, you could get like a three-year. Yeah, which is crazy because a couple years ago, that his contract was like worst contract in the league. <laughs> Not anymore, baby. Nope. Not anymore. So, yeah, good stuff. Good job, basketball. We love you, and we'll try to keep you guys up to date on our Twitter. Um, we'll be back here in a week to recap everything that happens throughout the week and enjoy basketball, man. And as always, we are doing also entertainment on Saturdays. We talk movies, we talk Pixar, we talk Star Wars, and we're going to be talking about Loki um, on Saturday. Not just the Loki TV show, but, you know, kind of like his character development throughout the Thor movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be super fun. So go check that out on Saturday and check out our last episode about Indiana Jones because it was really fun. And that's going to be it for today. This is Sebastian signing off. This is Michael signing off.